0: Conversations with professionals for professionals in the laundry and linen services industry. This is the American Laundry News Podcast. Welcome everybody. I'm your host, Matt Poe, editor of American Laundry News. This is episode 23 of the American Laundry News Podcast, Reducing Rewash, during which we'll talk about causes and solutions to rewash. My guest today is Gregory Gusevich, President and CEO of Sterile Surgical Systems, located in Tumwater, Washington. He has 12 years' experience running a healthcare laundry and sterile surgical pack processing plant, which processes approximately 12 million pounds of healthcare textiles across acute care hospitals and medical outpatient facilities located around the western Washington state region. Welcome to the podcast, Gregory.
1: Thanks a lot, Matt, and thanks everyone for listening.
0: So let's start out with a definition. How do you define rewash in an institutional or industrial laundry? So there are
1: lots of ways to define rewash. And I think one one of the most important things is define what you call rewash in your laundry and educate your people to that and stick to that definition. So for, for our particular laundry, we define rewash as a dirty product that has been washed that does not meet quality standards of our plant and has a high likelihood of being able to be cleaned in a subsequent stronger formula, so for example, something that that has a, a dirty yellow bodily fluid stain that would classify as rewash. Something that has uh, damage, a, a tear, or you know maybe a, a, a pen or some stain that is not coming out, or something that has been rewashed many times before, that would not count as rewash. That would count
0: as reject. So how can rewash impact a laundry linen service then?
1: Obviously, first of all, if dirty product that didn't get pulled out in, in the rewash process or didn't get rewashed makes it to a customer, that that's very bad. It could affect patient safety and and it could affect your quality reputation and really bad, severe things downstream. So hopefully that never happens. And and you don't find out about that from customers, but you have internal processes in place to catch things like that. But even if you do catch it internally, it has a, a really bad negative impact if it gets out of your rewash parameters. So just real quickly, one rewash doesn't get sent out if it's caught. So you get less revenue, you get less pounds and, and you have to handle that rewash again. Two, on the, the finish side, it's causing confusion. It's clogging up your area and, and you have to do something with it. And everyone who works in a laundry knows you want to keep that area as clutter free, as clean as possible. And you want something done with everything and rewash kind of adds to the confusion of that. Then three, it has to be processed again. So it has to be sorted again. It has to be loaded again. It has to be washed again. And typically the rewash formulas are very expensive formulas using more chemistry, more heat, more water, more time and everything. And that's super expensive. And then typically it would go back to the finish and you're going to get less. Out of that than you would normal linen, so with with your normal linen you might get ninety eight percent good product out of that with a rewash load, you'll probably get something significantly less like like ninety percent or eighty five percent and those are the rejecter things that that didn't come out in that stronger formula
0: well, that's very interesting
1: so th- these things added together are are really really expensive and And actually, another one that people don't think about, this is one of the big challenges that we have is if you're a COG plant, meaning you wash customers' goods and you don't own the linen or you're a mixed batch plant where you have some rental and some COG items, that's how our plant is, a bad rewash process can wreak havoc on lots of things. So for example, you're doing customer A and you're running your pillowcases through the ironer and people are pulling out the dirty pillowcases for customer A then you transition to customer B but haven't handled the rewash from customer A guess what just happened you know, maybe possibly not that this would ever happen because we all have super super perfect uh, <laughs> finished laundry employees right, right. but there's a really small chance in some laundries i've heard about of course not ours that that maybe those customers products got commingled and that that's always a bad thing
0: So can you share an example in your own facility where rewash has negatively impacted the business?
1: I I can actually share a, a great example. I received an irate phone call from a COG customer saying, I got no pillowcases. I need pillowcases. And this was a small customer that owns their own linen. So I thought, Mm, that's strange, like I know that you sent us pillowcases, so I went on my wild goose chase of driver, did you bring enough carts back, and were they sorted properly, and were they washed properly, and what happened to it, and then I found out what had happened, as I described in my, my earlier example, was they had been taking out pillowcases in the rewash, or in the dirty, and um, the ironer team had been doing this, and this had been going on for a week, no one had processed the rewash, and guess what, they're out of pillowcases. <laughs> That's what happened and we, we, we yeah so in a, a search through the plant, we found up oh, there's the card of dirty and there's a bunch of pillowcases in it. And because this was not a huge client of ours, it was a very small client, we thought, oh, this is only like 50 pillowcases, no big deal. But they thought, hey, guess what? we only have like 100 pillowcases. This is a very big deal.
0: Earlier, you had talked a little bit about percentage-wise of how much you can get the stain out, but let's talk a little bit, what would you consider an acceptable rewash percentage in a laundry? I mean, does linen type stain all that impact that percentage? Yeah, d-
1: definitely. And I, I'm always hesitant to give typical averages or, or typical standards. I think it's, it's super important for laundries to define these themselves internally based on their you know, wash formulas and their product mixes and their soil classifications and all that. That being said, I, I think two to three percent is Typical in healthcare, you know, maybe a little bit higher in hospitality. Two to six percent is more typical. And you know, things that affect this are the types of product you're dealing with, the types of soil you're dealing with, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's the the color of your linen, what's the linen type. So what I, I think is is important is define what the correct percentage is or what the optimal percentage is and run your plant around that. So find the number that works for you and make that your standard. And now you'll know, okay, if we're not hitting that standard, then let's dig a little bit deeper. And one of the things, rewash is a bad word, right? Oh my God. Rewash is higher. uh, Product is dirty.
0: Everyone I talk to, the rewash is like the dirty word there. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. It's a dirty word. That's a a, it's a good one, but we actually, we actually love rewash. No, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious, but rewash is a great indicator. It's a great teller. Of how you're doing and the thing that I always preach to our people is if, if I get that call from the customer, we failed. If I get that call from the laundry, I'm the happiest guy in the world because that allows us to fix that before there's any customer impact or customer damage. So we really use rewash internally as a great metric of things are looking good from a wash quality perspective or things are looking bad and we need to, we need to adjust
0: something definitely makes sense there. So let's now move on to the causes of rewash such as poor sorting the difficult stains and all that. Let's uh look at the more common causes of rewash.
1: Some of the pretty obvious ones I'll just say are if heavy soil items are mixed in with light soil items and washed on a light soil formula, then more than likely you've ruined or not ruined that whole load, but that whole load is going to show up in your rewash. So if a heavily soiled incontinent pad is sorted incorrectly into a light soil thermal blanket load, more than likely that whole load is going to go up, and it's a pretty common cause of rewash as well. Another common cause going back to the sort is not sorting out damaging items. So. You know, the old pen in the scrub pocket or the old lipstick in the scrub pocket or the old adhesives on bath blankets and, and stretcher sheets. Those those aren't coming out or, or food in a load or even, you know, we, we found garbage bags, some People in hospitals, again, those people are, are perfect too, and they would never make a mistake. But once in a while, a big pile of garbage, someone mistakes that through either uh, carelessness or deliberate, I don't want to deal with it, and they throw a whole pile of garbage in the soiled linen. So if, if that doesn't get washed out, that that can certainly impact rewash.
0: In your experience, have you encountered rewash caused by, say, unique circumstances, the uncommon causes?
1: The more subtle ones have typically to do with the, the wash process. And I bet all of you out there can share similar experiences. The process goes something like this. All this rewash happens or all this dirty happens and the di- dirty piles up and there's a big panic in the finish. Oh my God, nothing's getting clean. The world is ending. Our washers don't work. Suddenly nothing works and the world is falling. How are we going to fix this? And what I always say is it's very simple. If the washers are loaded right, if the water is the right temperature, if the water is the right level if it's getting chemistry, it's going to get clean. So when the rewash goes high, one of those things isn't happening every single time. Now, there's a lot of those things that can happen. Let's go through a couple of these that can cause high rewash. Mm -hmm. There's the perfect world, which we all write about and we all think exists, and then there's the real world that we live in. And and unfortunately, I live in the real world, so I'll give some things that have happened. We have a new operator on the wash deck, and the new operator overloaded a machine or underloaded a machine, so there's incorrect chemistry and there's not good Mechanical action that will always cause a spike in rewash for that one load. Unless the person's doing it on all loads, it will typically be like one or two isolated loads out there. So it's fairly easy to identify based on what the items were and based on when it occurred. Other more subtle ones the boiler went down or the hot water heater went down and no one caught it. So you're washing with cold water. That affects everything and pretty easy to find. Leaky valves can be very tricky to find, especially if they're subtle small leaks, not big leaks. But if you have a leaky valve, guess what's happening to your chemistry? It's washing all out. Hopefully, you have processes in place to catch empty chemicals. But if you're not getting chemistry, you're not getting clean. That's pretty easy. Frozen chemical lines sometimes detergents or alkali lines can get gunked up and it, it's not getting anything or, or maybe reduced flow that can impact it. This chemical dispenser issues, specifically if, if there's an incorrect calibration, like you think the dispenser thinks it's dispensing this amount, but it, it's actually dispensing way more or way less, that can impact it. Here's a, here's an interesting subtle one. Sometimes the chemicals you get will dilute over time. If, if something Some things may be left in the sun or uh, I know bleach. If you're using bleach, will weaken over time, or sometimes even the chemical was just mixed incorrectly at the source. And you know that that's that's a really, really, really subtle one to find. Maybe you have just a bad wash formula. So the wash formula is programmed at one thing, but it needs to be programmed a, a little bit higher based on a, a number of different factors. So that's one that, that can jump up as well. But I think the, the bottom line is if things are done according to standards, the linen's gonna get cleaned. So if, if that's not happening then it's going to show up in your rewash
0: and the $64,000 question of course is how to eliminate rewash as much as possible and you've already started going through some of that so do you have any more thoughts or ideas for sorting how that can be improved uh, training employees uh, or the processes and formulas
1: yeah the the more upstream you invest, the more you're going to get that payoff downstream. If you're investing in the sort and maybe even slowing it down and your sort's not as productive and as efficient as you you would like it to be it's going to pay off downstream so so specifically you know if if you if you have more soil categories, that means you can be more precise and then therefore you, you can you can have less. Ah, uh, rewash because of that. If if you can be more precise in pulling things out that aren't going to get cleaned early in the sort, then then you're going to avoid that right there from a wash perspective. Make sure the right things are being washed on the right formula. Make sure that the washers are being loaded properly, and you know all of the mechanics and the utilities of the actual wash process are happening as they should.
0: Now, how about on like the finishing side?
1: from a finished perspective, it's very important to identify things correctly in terms of what can be rewashed and is going to get clean, as as I was saying earlier, and what is stain or or what is just reject. Because there's another thing that we have here called the great rewash revolving door. That means we have this one blanket and it has this one stain on it and that thing ain't coming out and it just keeps going into rewash and they wash it again and it still didn't come out and no one caught it and they wash it again and again and again and Mm -hmm. pretty soon that thing's been processed about a hundred times and it's still not getting clean.
0: (laughs) Wasting all that time effort and money on that.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: One thing that's always leaping forward in in laundries is technology. Do you see any advances technologically that could help with reducing rewash?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's some simple things like better wash formulas or better wash chemistry or, or on the on the, the wash end things that can just clean better and remove soils better. So we're, we're always seeing a little incremental advances there. I think as far as revolutionary advances, the biggest things that I or I could think of our x-rays. Those are being applied to, to laundry right now where, where they can kick out sharps and pens and things that kind of non-textile items that have a high likelihood of damaging textiles or, or causing rewash. And we all know it's, it's a huge problem in the soil sort to find these types of things. This technology, I think, will really help that process. Some of the artificial intelligence machine learning technologies are getting good enough where they can be applied to to our industry. So, for example, if you look at the laundry dollar, you could make an argument that 80 percent of the labor production, labor in a laundry are are doing one thing. They're picking up a, a textile. They're identifying it and then they're doing something with that textile. I think what you're starting to see at the very early stages, and I think this will really revolutionize our industry, is the ability for a machine learning algorithms to pull it out, take a, a scan of it, compare it with a, a scan of what that item could be, and then apply some really fast machine learning algorithms, compare it and say, oh, that that is a washcloth, that's a sheet, that's a scrub, and, and automatically sort that. I I, I think shortly that this will be more accurate than human sorting. And therefore, if we have a more precise, more efficient sort that's also able to kick out things that don't belong there, that should serve to reduce rewash as well. I think this stuff is coming to our industry pretty quickly, and I'm really excited about it.
0: That sounds really interesting. But before that comes, I want to circle back to employees because even though you can have all these wash formulas and the technology right now, it still takes employees to make sure it all works. So how would you recommend training employees to help eliminate rewash? Yeah,
1: that's a super important question. It starts at the sort. So at the sort, identify those categories of linens and train people on what those are. Identify those categories of soil and train employees on those and and get them as good and as precise as possible up front to avoid the, the downstream problems. Focus on accuracy and precision over speed until they're up to speed and give constant feedback. So in our plant, two of our most important metrics are rewash percentage, which comes from the finish, and sort, which also comes from the finish. So the, the feedback for the sort people is: Hey, our, our rewash on this day was this, and our missorts were this, and we need our missorts to be here. So great training with with great feedback and goals to to hit the standards of, of what they should be. On the wash deck side, pretty basic blocking and tackling. You'll make sure that your weights are correct, make sure that your loads are correct, make sure that your formulas are correct. On the finish side, it is make sure that you're catching the right types of rewash and precision in that process with backed up by lots of training there. And then finally, in the finish, I think if everyone sees the bigger picture, in this case, the the rewash bigger picture and everyone is on top of this is normal, this is not normal, something not normal is happening, retraining your employees to raise those red flags and don't just assume this is business. That's another really important part of the training. So sometimes laundry employees tend to accept the status quo or accept when things aren't going well. And we really have a a constant effort where we're we're really pushing our people to don't accept not good. Don't accept lots of rewash. Don't accept that this is how it is. Make noise about it and and, and let's get it fixed because if you don't identify these problems, then we're not going to be able to fix them.
0: All right. Well, last question for you. This all comes down to quality from the beginning to the end of the process to have quality linens. What's your key piece of advice to raise the quality in the laundry to avoid rewash issues?
1: I would say the two things one is define the standard and communicate the standard and share that with everyone and have everyone aware of and driving to that standard so everyone in the plant should be metric on rewasher they should be aware of what the standard is and have that shared common goal of of getting it to where we want it you know 2% or 3% or whatever you define as a plant my other bit of advice is focus your resources and your efforts as far upstream as possible because that is typically the least expensive place to to focus it but it but it, it's the one with the the highest dividend the farther down the line that something happens the more damaging that becomes so focus those things early and prevent it from the catastrophic case where that actually has customer impact or patient impact.
0: All right. Well, with that, I'll wrap this episode. Thanks so much, Gregory.
1: Okay, Matt. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: For the American Laundry News Podcast, this is Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, was composed by Poddington Bear and is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, Visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with the news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, was composed by Poddington Bear and is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast.